We're talking about leaks of different kinds in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. First, it's leaks of a technical nature that can cripple your Mac. Then we talk about information that has leaked about Apple's plans for its future chip. Stick around and find out more. Before we get on with the show, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Ready to buy a new iPhone 13? You can save some money on that new iPhone by trading in your old phone for cash with Declutter. Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit Macworld.com slash trade in and use the code Macworld10, that's Macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. That's Macworld.com slash trade in and use the code Macworld10 for an extra 10% with Declutter. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello, sir. And Michael Simon. You stole my intro. <laughs> <laughs> been, now I don't know what to say. I've been dying to do that for weeks. <laughs> well, it's been a great year for the Mac. Uh, we got new Mac designs. We got the latest version of Mac OS. And we got a super fast new processor. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But there's always something that spoils the party, and that something comes in the form of memory leaks. I almost said Michael Simon. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Party's <laughs> over. Michael Simon's here. Because <laughs> Michael Simon's here. Because <laughs> uh, people have been reporting memory leak problems, and these reports have been showing up on different internet forums. Uh, our own Michael Simon, this is why I mentioned him has had this problem with his M1 MacBook Pro, and he wrote about it. Uh, Mike, can you give, give us a little more detail on uh, what's going on with your Yeah, can I just Mac? say, Roman, that was an expert lead-in. Uh, leaks leaks of leaks of all <laughs> kinds, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so Mike has had a frustrating experience with his new M1 MacBook Pro that he got. This was a work-issued yeah. laptop. This isn't your personal machine. Yeah, I got it uh, um, December of last year, and I was all excited because it was a brand-new machine. First of all, you know, as if anyone anyone who works for anybody knows that it's rare to get a, you know, a real cutting-edge uh, PC of any kind. So, you know, I was super excited, and, it, you know, it, as I wrote in the article, when it, when it works, it's great. You know, it's it's as fast as our review says, and the battery's fantastic. I don't have to charge it for like a day and a half. It's 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 great. I love it. But slowdowns, sometimes uh, complete and total freezes, and I have to uh, hard hard reset my machine. Sometimes it crashes, and that's that's unlike any Mac that I've I've ever owned. And so I originally chalked it up to, you know, it was new new parts, new OS, you know, the, just the general newness of it. Secondly, I chalked it up to it's a it's a work machine, so obviously they install work things on it that that I don't have anything to do with the things that run in, things that run in the background backups management software um, and stuff IT yeah. stuff yeah yeah stuff like that and you know I talked to Roman and Jason about it here and there I would get frustrated and either slack them or if it was during a podcast say hey you know what's going on and they they you know we all kind of agreed that it was probably something that was installed. That is either uh, uh, you know a, a Rosetta thing in the background that's not optimized and it's just causing slowdowns, but I constantly kept Activity Monitor open, 
and I would notice these spikes in, in memory use. Um, Safari, Mail, Outlook, Photoshop, the, 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 all, basically all the apps that I use regularly. And sometimes they would get to the point where like a single website would be using like 20 gigs. I only have 16. So it's it like, like 12 gigs, 16 gigs. Um, and my memory pressure meter was constantly yellow and red. Like very rare would it be like low enough where, where it, something wasn't taxing my machine. It wasn't always, you know, crippling. But uh, like I said, at least a few times a week, it was. And I didn't write about it because... As I said, I assumed it was something on my end. It was because I, I did a ton of research, a ton of, of searching through forums and Apple's forums, Reddit, things like that. And I, I couldn't really find many people that were experiencing what I was experiencing. So I just kind of chucked it up to it was my machine. I just had to deal with it. A couple of weeks ago, when the M1 Pro started coming out, I saw on Twitter a bunch of developers or you know people of those ilk were posting screenshots of Activity Modern, exactly what I was seeing with like control center spikes using like 50 gigs of RAM and mail. And, and I said, wait, this, that, that's exactly what I'm experiencing. So I finally decided to write about it. And so normally when I write about a topic like this, where I'm basically criticizing one of Apple's, you know, f- beloved flagship things, I get a ton <laughs> of hate mail constantly yeah i i didn't get that at all this time in fact i got a ton of people saying hey i'm doing feeling the same thing i see the same thing yeah you know like real long well a lot of other people going like my control center is using eight gigs it's control center and people are like, you know, hey, I've experienced the same thing. I brought it to Apple for for support, and they gave it back, and they, and they didn't, and they said there's nothing they can do. Tons of them. I've uh, if you look at the, uh, it, it was on Hacker News and, and Reddit. It got picked up uh, on those two sites, and people are, none of them are saying like this guy's a, a jerk and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like they're all like, yeah, I see the same thing. It's you know sometimes it slows down. Uh, on the newer machines that have 32, 64 gigs of RAM, it's not a an issue to the point where the system slows down when they can't use it, but it is a constant issue. People were talking about Adobe, uh, After Effects, um, Final Cut, uh, apps that I don't use, but are real high-end apps and do use a lot of a lot of RAM, you know, as a as a matter of course. But they were seeing things that were beyond what they normally see. Now, I don't know if this is necessarily an M1 issue. Or maybe it's a Mac OS because I had people contact me and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm running Intel and I see the same thing. I had a couple of developers tell me, and I, I'm, I'm looking into this now, about how Apple changed things a bunch of years ago about how uh, memory is, is, is handled within Mac OS. Right. So I'm not 100% sure what it is. I'm fairly certain that it's a software-related situation. It seems to be typically memory leaks – it, it, it's either always the same app, in which case it's the app's problem, and that's common. That's very common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and it's, they're often so small that it's like, yeah, it's, I just can't run Photoshop for more than eight hours or something like that, right? And then when it's something like this where it's just randomly hitting a bunch of stuff, it's it's at the OS level of how they manage memory in the OS, at the OS level. Something changed. But you were saying you saw it, you've seen it since you had Big Sur, so it's not a Monterey issue. It's yeah, I'm not even I'm not even on Monterey, right? Yeah, it's something in the last couple of years, and uh, the the question is has has Apple taken notice? Apple seems it, it's very rare that Apple's like, yep, 
we know this is a problem. We're on it. Like they never come out and say that unless it's a real big public like safety issue or something. Um, you'll you'll just they'll just be an update at some point, and it'll be somewhere in buried in the release note that you know uh, optimized memory or something like that. You know, some <laughs> yeah. And they they just came out with an update late last week that fixed something with the I think it was the the T two security chip. Yeah, we did reach out to Apple. You know, as we do. And haven't heard anything. So, yeah. which, you know, isn't surprising, as Jason says, you know, but it's just funny that, like, now it's an issue. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, some of it has to do with the, the I think, the, the audience that they were selling it to. Like, the, the people who bought the M1s weren't the kind of people that hit up forums and talk about this stuff. And now they are, you know, when they're selling M1 Pros, M1 Machines, and really know the minutia of what's going on and have these groups that they speak to on a regular basis and i think that's why maybe it started to get a little bit more um visibility yeah yeah that snowball's picking up steam a little bit it's also people who know how to diagnose this stuff like you know it's uh, the people who even uh, there's not a lot of people who even know about the memory pressure meter and activity monitor or that activity monitor like you know my family has max they don't know that activity monitor exists or and if you opened it they would be like what is this i don't understand half of these numbers, you know? So yeah, there is some of this just like, who's the audience? Jason, could you explain what a memory leak is? Uh, Very simply, it's uh, as you use any app or features of an operating system or anything, uh, and things have to be loaded into memory, uh, as memory fills up, your memory manager, whether it's the app managing its memory or it's the OS doing memory management, says it looks at things that aren't needed anymore and it either writes them out to the swap file or just deletes them or whatever. And you're supposed to manage your memory to say like, oh, this is not needed information anymore. I'm getting rid of it. Or just marking that area of RAM is available. You know, When that doesn't happen or it doesn't fully remove everything that it should or something, there's a, there's a, lot, a lot of different ways that this could happen. Then your actual amount of memory getting used just keeps climbing and climbing. There are a bunch of different technical ways memory leaks can happen. Some of them automated, some of them bad programming, some of the, you know, it, it's <laughs> memory management in a modern computer's complex ball of wires. But, <laughs> but basically it's just like, you know, memory's not being freed up when it should be. There are lots of reasons why, yeah, Hey, I'm using more memory than I have. That could just happen. I bought an eight gig machine and I'm running a bunch of big files and doing big video edits, whatever. That's not the problem. The problem is when your memory use just keeps climbing and climbing. And as that happens, the memory that other apps need to run and the system needs to run isn't available because one app is or one yeah, you know, one app is basically hogging it all. Yeah. Or two or whatever. Yep. System processes, it can be it can be and lots of different. So things with the M one which is interesting is the way Apple designed the chip and the system on chip, it's supposed to do that stuff faster and better than the Intel chips. They have unified memory, which just means we have one pool of memory and any part of the chip can read from it, the CPU, the GPU, whatever. And the Intel chips, even when the GPU was integrated in the Intel chips, they would just designate a hunk of RAM as like RAM for the GPU. And it was only used by the GPU, but you could still get memory leaks the same way for any piece of any of this. Um, in fact, if you had a chip that had a separate GPU with its own memory, 
there's a certain amount of copying data from the your main RAM to the GPU's RAM and and back. If the GPU alters it, you're doing GP GPU stuff and it backs again. And that could actually that's just like another surface area for which memory leaks could happen. So it actually could be worse if you had separate memory banks. Um, but there's the, it, it, there's nothing about that that necessarily makes it a root cause or or cure for memory leaks, having unified memory. And if you have a lot of memory on your machine, you may not notice it as much. That's right. Yeah. And in fact, there was uh, kind of scrolling through the messages on, on, on Reddit and, and, and Hacker News that people said that like, oh, you know, I read this, I opened up activity manager and holy crap, <laughs> you know, this app is using 20 gigs and this app's using 15 gigs. Yeah. And yeah, um, if you have enough and I, I have 16, if I had eight, I don't need, I, I, I assume I wouldn't, I would be able to work uh, half as much. <laughs> when it runs out, when you, whenever you run out of memory, which as you said, can happen when there's not memory leaks, it swaps, it swaps out. It takes things you doesn't need right away and it writes it off to the hard drive to free up some, some RAM space. Um, and that's very fast in these new Macs, <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. just cause the, the mm-hmm. SSD is wicked fast. <laughs> so you, you may notice it less. Like if you had a, if you have a Mac, that's a, a newer Intel Mac and it's having this problem, uh, but it, the, the SSD is just not as fast. You, wow. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you can be crashing a lot sooner. I've had, I have a 2017 iMac that I work on a lot. Um, and every now and then I'll just come in in the morning and it will have crashed. It will be at its like opening boot. I'll log in and it'll yeah, be at I its opening boot up. And then I'll get an error message saying, and I'm, I'm t- uh, now I'm wondering like, is the memory leak on everything and it's hitting me too? Or is it just not, is it that something else and it's not hitting this, these old Macs? Like now I'm, I kind of want to go through a couple days. But sometimes I go I mean, days I without that problem. I, so I, I sometimes go days and I don't notice time. it either. But um, it's funny. I was writing as I was writing it. Like I, <laughs> I was, I was hoping it was going to happen so I can get a bunch of of evidence. And I, sure enough, I got the the I have to quit apps thing. I got the <laughs> so I was like, well, this is great. But I was literally just writing. Like that's a lot of what I do is write. <laughs> and it, it you're, you're lucky it happened. You didn't run into the mechanic thing. Right. And like, <laughs> take it into the mechanic, and you're like, no, it makes this noise. I was I was going through my right trash now. when I first started it to find like old things that I had sent you guys because <laughs> because I because I, I share these messages here and there. Just because I needed some, you know, documentation just so people don't like, well, this guy's crazy. And, you know, I, I, got a, I got more than enough, believe me. Apple's probably working on this behind the scenes and they're not going to let anyone know because they don't want. You would think it's just, it's, it's fresh. So someone sent me that and they're like, well, I think this is your problem. It's not, or someone said like, or, or some developer said it, it, it's probably a, a, a WebKit thing that can be fixed. And I responded, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I assume it's, it's mm-hmm. software related, but it's frustrating. This is now a year. Maybe more because, it, right. as, as Jason said, it could be before these. I can't imagine that Apple doesn't know this is right. an issue. So why haven't they? Why? Two questions. Yeah, one. Why is it still, why is it still happening? Why is, why is it only now becoming like coming to light? So I mean, it could be just very hard for them to nail down, and it also could be affecting different hardware builds differently it could only we we don't unfortunately we don't have enough 
data in the public to really like enough experiential data just from from people from anecdotes to go like oh this only affects apple silicon or or it only affects it only started with big sur or it only you know but it is affecting intel chips and or, or whatever we don't we haven't we haven't nailed it i down. haven't even nailed it down on my own machine because it's like all different apps <laughs> yeah it that's what makes it really seem like it's an os level problem is because and especially since you know a, a number of people are pointing out that yeah oddly enough i've never seen that like i've never amount. maybe i just haven't caught it but that particular thing i mean granted i don't actually use control center but it's always open it's always there i mean it's a system level thing i can't turn it off maybe it's a control center widget and they have a certain app uh, another user reader um messaged me and said that it that they had a similar issue but they disabled one of their safari extensions and that helped which is that could be part of it, although it's not related to Safari. And I've tried that. I've tried disabled extensions, and that works for a couple of days, and then comes back. But yeah, so that that's another another thing. But you know, these problems don't show up on the iPad, and that's using the same chip. So clearly, it's a Mac OS thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, actually, honestly, maybe you wouldn't even know on the iPad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if iPads were crashing randomly, that would be a bigger story than 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 Macs. Yeah, they don't give you the same kind of error messages when they do. So maybe problems people yeah, are having are related, no, and they like don't know. Monitor or anything like that to uh, monitor RAM. And and to be clear, this isn't this isn't just happening to everyone. There are plenty of people out there with Macs who are like, "That's not happening to me," and that's really confusing. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people. I I use two Macs regularly, and I don't have crashing problems. And but. Ever since Mike's been talking about his problem, I have been looking at Activity Monitor, and the most that I've ever seen is like Safari taking two gigabytes of yeah, RAM. Two, yeah, two is two is normal. Yeah, two. If if I see two, if I see two, I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> that's what it should be. That's, I mean, two two is like you know, that's fine. That's not gonna that's not gonna cause any any issues. Yeah, uh, I see like eight or nine for a website. Uh, 12 for Photoshop. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Well, for Photoshop, I can believe. When I'm using it, like, I, like it'll be in the background that I don't have anything open and it's still using, you know, a bunch of... But it should yeah. free it, right. It's not man- It's not being right. managed. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you have no images open in it and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calling out all these app names. Like, it's not... I don't believe it's anything Adobe's doing or... Because it's all of Apple's apps as well. So I don't think it's a it's a developer thing per se. I think it's something with the way Mac OS is handling memory and it's just not it's not Yeah, or there's something in a certain framework or something, yeah. So while we wait for Apple to fix this problem and not tell us that they <laughs> fixed it. Oh, do you have any suggestions on how to manage this? Well, or? I mean, like I said, I keep Activity Monitor open all the time. Like literally, that's one of my like five apps that, that launch at login now because I have to keep a, keep an eye on it. And if I see something spiking, like um, like our website using up like six gigs of RAM, I'll just close that tab. If it's if it's a bunch of websites, I'll just close Safari, quit it, relaunch it. That always takes care of it. it that releases all the RAM. All, 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 all the memory, and then it's fine. Um, obviously, stay up to date with um, the latest Big Sur or Monterey or, or Catalina or whatever you're on because the, the update will come and it will fix it. And also, you know, we, we, we review these all the time, but there are there are cleaner apps, the apps that are for the Mac, yeah. and they take care of this stuff quickly. I use, I have, uh, 
what is it? Clean my Mac. Is that the name of it, Roman? You, 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 you edit. Yes, these. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that in my in my memory in my memory in my in my menu bar, and there's a button that frees up the RAM. So like literally press it and and boom, it it free, it it can free up um you know a couple of gigs of RAM. And if there's if the, if you, if you're hitting that that pressure where you're starting to see things slow down, um it can it can lower all that, and it also can can alert you. If you're using, say, like I have 16, if I use like like 14 and a half, it'll pop a little message on my screen and say, hey, you're using too much RAM. Do you want to free it up? And when you press that button, I don't know what technically it's doing, but it does always lower the, the pressure from the red to at least the, the bottom yellow. And I'm good for a, for a little longer. But that's a lot to do for a, <laughs> for a $2,000 machine. Yeah, <laughs> You shouldn't have to do any of that. And again, I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a writer. I'm not doing rendering. I'm not doing, you know, podcast editing and things like that. I'm just doing writing. It's like it's a word program and a and a browser is what I mainly have open. But those are all workarounds. You know, I don't have any fix. And from all the emails and, and messages I've gotten, no one really does either. Well hopefully Apple will address this soon. Hopefully we'll get a response. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, I, I, I thought they would ignore us until I published the article, but they didn't even respond to that. Yeah. We'll continue with the show in a moment. First, a word from our sponsor. Declutter is a fast, free, and environmentally friendly way to sell your mobile phone, iPad, Apple Watch, and much more. Visit Macworld.com slash trade-in to get cash for your device and use the code Macworld10, that's Macworld10, to get 10% extra on your trade-in. Declutter. It's smart for you, smart for the planet. Now, back to the show. Well, from memory leaks to information leaks. All right, now you're, now you're just bragging, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, there was a recent report that detailed Apple's plans for its upcoming processors. Uh, there's a website called The Information... It's a uh, subscription-only site, uh, but they posted a an article that talked about the upcoming road, road generations road, yeah. of Apple Silicon, you know, up to like the third generation. Yeah, third or fourth or something. We, we will know whatever the twenty three twenty four three because we time frame M two yet, and, it's, and they've been out for the M one's been out for a year plus by the time we get. Yeah, it. it'll be. Three or M3 yeah. Pro or M3 Max or what something. So they talked about the second gem chips, which for clarification reasons we'll call the M2. We're guessing that's what Apple yeah. will call them. The M2, M2 Pro, M2 Max family. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently they the information says that they could be built on two dies using an enhanced five nanometer process. That could result in more processing cores. They didn't really specify how many. They didn't get into deep specifics. Well, so it's a little confusing because they said they said these the M2s will be built on a quote enhanced five nanometer process. That's people were expecting Apple to go to next year go to three nanometer, but TSMC is a little behind on three nanometer, and they have. A node called N4P, uh, which is their performance four nanometer mode or something. It's basically an optical shrink of the five nanometer process that just gives you a little bit more density and a little bit better speed. Probably you see the A16 and the M2 
on that N4P process. And who knows what Apple will call it, <laughs> four nanometer or whatever. Yeah, these, and the nanometer numbers start starting to get meaningless anyway. <laughs> but but it's not the next big leap. Yeah, the next big leap is probably going to be 2023. That's one thing. And then the sep- the next thing from that, that information said is that they're also working on a chip that's going to have m- multiple dyes working together, which would be on the Pro or the Max chips. But I don't actually think that's the Pro or the Max chips. I think that's going to go in a product that is like the Mac Pro. Right, right, like right. I think that's yeah. exactly right. So I think we will have a single big, we will have an M2 like we have the M1. We'll have an M2 Pro and an M2 Max. Those will be big monolithic chips. Um, actually, they'll be big, long monolithic chip modules with their the RAM and storage on there and stuff. And they'll have all the parts, the GPU and the image processor and stuff like that. And then in a Pro, uh, and I'm sorry, in a product like the Mac Pro or something, they will have two of these in a multi-chip module with an interconnect between them. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you keep saying a <laughs> Mac Pro-like product. Do you do you not, do you not think it's going to be a Mac Pro? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm trying to differentiate it from the M2 Pro chip. Oh, I see. Okay. The M2 Pro chip will be a single chip. The Mac Pro will have two M2 Pro or M2 Max chips in it as as a single multi-chip module. Do you think that so the the two the double die or the two dies? What is that? Is that's on one chip though? That's not a fusing. No, point. the word chip is starting is, is gets confusing here. Because so you think that's what that two die is? That's combining the like basically having a two two M one right. M two pros together. So if you're a lot of people might be familiar with AMD's modern day Ryzen chips, what they have that is a multi chip. What a single chip is really a multi chip module. It's if you if you took the the heatsink lid off, you would see three chips on there. You would see an IO die that's big and it does all the. The, mm-hmm. has cache and it does all the like memory interface and stuff like that. And then you'd see two um, dives that are just the compute cores. So it's like three, it's literally three separate chips on a green printed circuit board with an in- interconnects between them. But, but that is that one chip or is that three chips? It's technically three chips and three, it, it's, it's two dies, one die and then another die used twice, <laughs> the same die used twice with eight cores on each one or whatever, or, I don't, do you call that a chip? Do you call that three chips? But in the case of the, of Apple, I do believe they will be identical chips. Like there's not going to be like an IO die and a compute die and a GPU die. It's going to be, imagine putting, taking an M1 Max and just smacking another M2 Max right next to it on the same printed circuit board. Yeah. On the same printed circuit board with they can tunnel memory between them. So one, one of them can read from the memory that the other one's attached to and stuff. Chip makers have done this before. Like I said, AMD's kind of do, been doing this for a while with their CPUs, uh, especially like thread rippers and stuff have a bunch of <laughs> one IO die and a bunch of compute dies and they can all read off each other's memory and everything. My guess is that's how Apple's going to get to these really, really high power parts. And the information seems to be describing that. Do you think... A discrete GPU is uh, not discrete. Well, yeah, I guess discrete. Yeah. So for the for the for like the a Mac separate Pro, GPU chip. Yeah, right. That's what I was wondering. Like, would would Apple just make like a big CPU chip? 
that's the CPU and like image processor and stuff, and then a separate GPU chip that is its own. It, it would, I guess, it'd be the media encoders and stuff and the GPU and just like a whole bunch of cores of that because you run out of die space. Like the M1 Max is absolutely enormous. You can't just make that. You can't just double the cores of that and make that chip. That chip is way too big to be even remotely economically viable to make. <laughs> it would be like the biggest chip anyone's ever made. Already the M1 Max is bigger than like every, almost every server chip. <laughs> it's bigger than NVIDIA's biggest GPUs. It's it's huge. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, would they do that? It's it's a possibility, but the way they managed like uni- unified memory and everything, I don't see it going that way. I think it's more likely that they'll just literally the idea is take two M1 Maxes with an interconnect where they can just read from each other's memory and stuff, like a really high speed interconnect. And then you're scaling CPU and GPU cores together. You're actually scaling image processing cores together. You're scaling media encoders, like everything. There's a lot of challenges. There's software challenges there with with managing and load balancing and stuff like that. But Apple's really good at that. So would that replace like that six thousand dollar Mac Pro, or is that or is this a different machine altogether? Oh, who knows? But I think that that's. I think they need to do that to justify a Mac, a desktop Mac Pro. Like whatever replaces the current Mac Pro that you could spend 50 grand on if you want, <laughs> that that big, big Mac Pro, whatever replaces that has to have more than just an M1 Max in it or even a, an M2 Max, right? It has to have, if they if they went 50 billion transistors on the M1 Max, like even if an M2 Max is 30% bigger or something like that, like it needs to have more than that to, to satisfy that market and the people who spend all that money on that and be an upgrade. And also- the question of expandability, PCIe-X slots or PCIe slots, like do they? Yeah. Do they support those? Yeah. Do they even do that? My guess is that that goes away for things like graphics okay. and stuff. So uh, it's just and storage. They, it may have a, the ability to add storage. It may have the ability to add PCIe I/O cards, like extra USB ports or Thunderbolt mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, or maybe they just get rid of that, slap a bunch of ports on it. Yeah, I wonder like if it's got two chips. I mean, they, cores they tried with that with the trash can to go a different route and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> so it's they they got to be very careful with that. People, with that yeah, crowd. it's it's weird because on the one hand, that market really values their expandability. On the other hand, if you can give them something that ridiculously fast without expandability, do people just go like? Well, what am I going to do? Like, go with something that's half the speed but expandable? Like, why do I care? <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's a real question mark about what they're going to do. What does the Mac Pro replacement look like, that product, as opposed to just what do they do with the chips? Yeah, I mean, the information kind of alluded to the fact that that would be this, like these chips, the because they said it would be like 40 cores and stuff. Like, that's that product. Right. I just don't know because there's also rumors that they're working on a, a Mac Pro that has half the height, which could be one of two things. It could be a consumer version of that that's super fast, or it could just be that that's what they're making and it no longer will have those modular expansion ports that necessitate the need for it to be so big. It's likely that even if they have some expandability, it's just not going to need to be as big. These these chips, they'll, they'll use a lot more power and stuff, but they're just integrating more stuff into these products you know already if you have if you have a new mac one of these new macbook pros with an m2 max in it like it already handles video yeah 
like exporting and stuff faster than the Mac Pro with an afterburner card. Like that you spent 40 grand on. No, it's not. It's already outpacing that because they integrated essentially that afterburner card and everything right into the chip and it's got direct memory access. And and, and it's it's, it's in a a laptop. (laughs) Yeah, it's in a laptop, right? So make that faster, run up the power levels of it up to desktop power levels and then slap two of them in there. Like uh, how much, what do you need to expand for? Just have a bunch of Thunderbolt ports. And maybe that's okay. <laughs> or maybe the good maybe HDMI they keep one Mac Pro Intel model around, and and there's been rumors that they. Well, I mean, they said they weren't right. They said in two years we're gonna go, we're going fully our silicon. Yeah, we're just gonna keep supporting existing Intel stuff, but we're gonna replace all the. So I mean, I wonder. I I would bet they're on their two year timetable. They are all. Well, I, I mean, everything. Uh, but that is absolutely on that timetable, probably within 18 months. But it's the question of that Mac Pro has always been for me the biggest question mark. Like, what does that next gen look like for that machine? I also don't know, like, how many people are buying them, how many uh, – I don't know, like, what not the numbers many. are. Yeah, no, right. Not, not but many. maybe they're looking to boost that. Uh, maybe they're looking to make it more affordable. I mean, honestly, if there was a $2,500 version, I'd buy one. I'm not paying six, but I'll I'll pay like a 16 inch Mac Pro, uh, MacBook Pro price for it. Although with no screen and stuff, right? Well, I have Just more yeah, powerful, yeah, right. but no screen. Right. Yeah, right. You have because I have right now. I have my 13 inch MacBook Pro hooked up to a 32 inch display. So we like people are doing yeah. that anyway because there's no option for me. Like if I, I well, the, there's the Mac Mini, but that's that's an M1. So, but if you want like MacBook Pro power right now, you're kind of stuck. Yep. Yeah, you got any MacBook Pro. My guess is the MacBook Pro single chip stuff is going to be a new Mac Mini. Yeah, I think so. And 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 we'll have a higher price ceiling. And then uh, whatever the new Mac Pro is is going to start at something like twenty nine ninety nine, and then a good version of it's going to be thirty nine ninety nine. Which is what it was. The Mac Pro was three grand when it was a trash can. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah. and then be four grand for the good mm-hmm. one, and then but the difference will be. A really awesome maxed out one will be like eight grand and not fifty grand, and it'll crush the fifty grand sure. yeah. <laughs> Intel one, it'll just absolutely destroy it. And then, and you won't be able to plug any PCIe cards in, just a bunch of Thunderbolt stuff, and or maybe Apple makes their own, like they have that afterburner stuff. That's that's maybe they do something like that that you can you can get it in. Yeah, that's true. They, like maybe it's it that is a PCIe card. Yeah, it's right. a PCIe interface right. thing, but maybe they make their, they own, make their own PCIe yeah. card that's specific to For sure. doing yeah. a particular task. Yeah. I think we'll see what the new Mac Pro will be sometime in 2022. Uh, maybe a WWDC sneak peek. That seems prime yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, one of those sneak peeks, and then They've it gets released that. at they the end of the, the year. Mac Pro. They did that with yeah. the iMac Pro. Like they, they like to do that there. Yeah. My question is, will it have wheels? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, had two hundred dollars <laughs> per wheel, and you have to have four. Well, for more information about the possible future of Apple's processors, you can find an article on our website. For more information about the memory leaks we talked about earlier in the show, Mike has an article. We'll have links to those in the show notes for the podcast. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 768. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thank you to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. 
And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.